Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. It is Friday, May 29th, and there's a lot to go over definitely in today's show. Our first segment, we're going to jump into our COVID-19 rundown. But before we get into that, we have some breaking news. It's here locally uh, in Miami. There is a shooting being reported right now at the Nordstrom inside Aventura Mall. The only news from there right now is that there are at least two people hurt. As soon as we know more, we will break news within this broadcast today to keep you informed on this, especially for our local audience here in Miami. As we know, you know, we're seeing some malls opening up with some restrictions. So it's incredible to see that just as we're entering phase one and some parts of Florida are entering phase two, we're already seeing shootings being reported amidst the circumstances. But definitely there's a lot a to get to. Yeah, it's only, it's been, only a week. been a week since it opened. It, it opened last Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So a week so into the reopening of malls during this pandemic, which we haven't seen much of activity at malls in the last 70 plus days. And this is the first thing we're seeing only a week into this. So pretty crazy times we're living in. But of course, before we get into anything that we have planned for, for today, our COVID-19 rundown, of which we go through every single show during our first segment. So to kick things off, our global cases is currently at 5.8 million with 360,000 deaths. There are reported 2.4 million recovered coronavirus patients around the globe. Overseas, we're seeing Greece beginning to open up for tourists, 29 different countries, not including the United States. On June 15th, Italy is planning to do the same, not including United States citizens on June 3rd. So we're starting to see some of these harder hit nations uh, due to the coronavirus, they are starting to open things up and get back to some sort of normalcy within these countries. We're also seeing Brazil, which their numbers spiked up very quickly. Their new COVID cases are into just 26,000 excuse me, 26,000 a day, which is a pretty quick increase in the case number per day in Brazil. We're also seeing Japan, they're ending their state of emergency due to the coronavirus pandemic. And Spain, another hard hit country due to the coronavirus pandemic, is beginning a 10-day national mourning for all the lives lost during the pandemic. In the United States, we're seeing 1.76 million confirmed cases and 103,000 deaths. We're also seeing a reported 379,000 recovered coronavirus patients. So today I am joined by Anthony, Mario, Alicia, and Nicole, and we are ready for a show filled with lots of conversation, of course, due to uh, conversations relating the coronavirus and getting back to that sort of normalcy, which we're seeing a lot of bigger things, a lot of bigger places. Yesterday we talked about the reopening of amusement parks and all the different restrictions we're seeing and all the different steps you have to go through in order to enter places like this. You know, we saw some malls opening up, some stores opening up, beaches will be opening up here in Miami on Monday, but just normalcy. But before we hop into that, we are going to talk about a new step that's being implemented in the entire, you know, going back to that normalcy, which is temperature checks. And there's a new question that's been brought up, which is do these temperature checks actually keep us safe from COVID or keep us safe from practicing those proper social distancing? And making sure that people stay at home if they are feeling sick. So we've seen this becoming a new normal. In order to enter a mall, in order to go to Disney Springs to amusement parks now, you have to get a temperature check. And of course, with the mask, you have to wear them at all times. College classes are going to start doing this. We might see this in schools once we do return. And of course, we do know that fever is one of the leading symptoms of COVID-19. But many asymptomatic patients, an estimated 35% of all patients are asymptomatic and therefore the fever will not be detected 
not all cases show fever as a side effect either. And in this case, the thermometers that are being used to detect these temperature checks, which are the ones that are at a distance through the forehead, are not as accurate as, say, the ones that go in your ear. So clearly, there's a lot that goes into that comes to question when we do start implementing these temperature checks in different places and big places where many people gather and come together, like malls, like schools, and so many other places. So if this step is not being proven to be as effective as we once thought it was, then, well, I mean, is this just, is this something that we're going to have to adjust as this will become more normal or are they just going to continue using these kind of thermometers, even though they're not hundred percent accurate, are we going to have to go through other steps because this is being, it's shown that it's not as effective as we thought it was. Well, I mean, the thing is that COVID-19 tests are hard to run by. They're hard to get. There's not that many right now. So I feel like these temperature checks are more of like a band-aid fix, not necessarily just a fix or like a band-aid check to see if if you are asymptomatic whether you have it or not i feel like we're gonna see more of them come out and i feel like you're gonna see more improve like improve improvement upon the temperature checks if you understand what i'm trying to say i mean but then again i could just be like a carrier like most people say i could not be showing any symptoms i could just have a normal temperature but I could still be carrying it to other places, which is why, like, I see, I don't see, like, these temperature checks as, like, very accurate because then again, you're excluding the people that might just be carrying it without knowing they have it, and then they're spreading on the virus more and more. I mean, I completely understand where, like, in the case of where it's not necessarily the most concrete of whether you do have it, if you don't have it, I completely understand that point of it, but a lot of companies and a lot of you know systems that we have here just in general that that are coming to work up again are really relying on temperature checks i know that my brother and my mom and my dad whenever they go to work they get a temperature check every every time they walk in into the building and i know that schools were planning on using temperature checks coming in and coming out and all that stuff so a lot of people are really relying on this and like going back to how like anthony and i think you and mario kind of touched on it a little bit um, where there, we're going to find other systems and we're going to find other ways to improve on it because we kind of have to at this point. We don't really know now that we've been told with, with the data and how everything is working that now with the temperature checks, it's just not enough. So at this point, I do believe that we are going to try and find another way because the temperature checks are kind of our plan B to check on in our, for people and to ensure that people are still, you know, in the normal degrees in their normal range. I don't feel like the temperature checks are accurate at all and they do need to find something else ASAP because like you said, a lot of people don't get these symptoms where you can see if they have it or not. And for places like opening up like Disney, Universal and stuff like that, I think that is very risky just taking a temperature check to see if they can go in because if the temperature comes out correct or something like that, that means they don't have it or something, which does not make any sense. And I think with that, a lot of people can catch it just because a lot of people do not show symptoms. And also you could just, you could have a fever it doesn't necessarily mean you have the coronavirus. So say you're at Disney Springs with your family and they check your temperature and you seem to have a fever. Is it automatically like 
consider, oh, you have the coronavirus. And of course, again, not all people show fever as a symptom of the coronavirus. So is there going to be like another step when going into these amusement parks, when going to these malls, which we've talked about, at some point, there's going to be too much to go through and too much hassle that people are just going to say, well, you know what, I'm not going to go through this. I'm just going to wait until they figure things out or we can just go back to these parks without having to do these temperature checks, which we don't know how long it will be until we can return to that sort of normalcy. But it's a huge issue as to whether or not these temperature checks are accurate or not, whether we'll see more steps in addition to just these temperature checks. You know, we've talked about how airlines are now, you know, sort of thinking about having some sort of medical passport where, you know, it reports pretty much every sort of sickness that you've had in the past or any health issues, any health experiences that you've may, you may have, which again, that's sort of like an invasion of privacy at that point, which many people are arguing that that's too much of an invasion of privacy than just a normal temperature check. So there's a lot to consider when we're reopening things and we're going back to some sort of a normalcy. Again, these masks, we are expected to wear them at all times in public settings. But now just trying to make sure that everybody that goes into these places, into the theme parks, into big areas of mass gatherings, that it's as safe as possible for many people because you don't know whose immune system is more susceptible to contracting the coronavirus. Or if you actually have the coronavirus, maybe you just have the flu. Maybe you just have a fever. Maybe you're just under the weather that day. And that day happened to be the day that you're going to these amusement parks and whatnot. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk about how, you know, we've seen the sports world being extremely affected by the coronavirus pandemic as seasons have been canceled, seasons have been postponed, but now we're seeing some sort of a semblance of pro sports coming back amidst the pandemic. We'll talk about that more here on the Youth Sam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you, holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, 
look down at the Chihuahua and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The Chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up, everyone? This is Tua Tungavailoa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. here on the Youth Slam Radio Series XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about how we're seeing temperature checks. They may not be as effective as we think they may be and how we may see the implementation of other steps as we begin to return to this normalcy and seeing a lot of areas with mass gatherings reopen. But in this next segment, you know, we've seen the sports industry bit being hit really hard due to the coronavirus pandemic. We saw seasons postponed seasons have been canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic on our last show in studio we talked about all the series of sports leagues that were being the seasons just canceled postponed because of this virus and we didn't know what we were getting into and what was going to happen and now all these many other days after the 70 plus days that we've been in quarantine we're hearing some good news and some sort of a semblance of pro sports coming back we may all be soccer fans by the time this quarantine is over because two leagues as of right now have announced that they will be coming back. We're seeing the Premier League yesterday. They announced a provisional restart date of June 17th, which is a lot sooner than many, many sports fans did not expect for this to come as soon as we are seeing this. So the Premier League will be holding double headers in order to catch up with the schedule and all the lost time due to the pandemic. We're also seeing a lot of athletes just celebrating this possible return of sports they're all over their social media is just celebrating and posting pictures of them when you know the season was still in season we're also seeing la liga just today they announced a return on june 11th this comes after the government of spain approved the return of competitive sports in the country on june 8th so we will see a return of la liga on june 11th so initially these matches which it's been brought up a lot in a lot of other sporting leagues like the nba 
and um and so on and so forth they've talked about having games being held with fans and that's exactly what la liga is going to be doing where fans will not be able to attend these games they will be played in empty stadiums of course to avoid spikes and spreading of the coronavirus we know spain was one of the hardest hit countries in europe and in general in the entire world uh, they were hit really hard by this pandemic so seeing this sort of semblance of a big return to normalcy this is a big step for not just the country but the sporting industry as well as the entire world as we are seeing some pro sports coming back so it is expected that these fans will be able to attend matches some at some point early next season but of course it does depend on the entire evolution of the coronavirus and you know the immunity and what things will look like from here on out but matches will be played nearly every single day from that point on in order to stay on track and have the season end by July 19th and of course the question that does come into play is you know as we know players once they do begin the season they will have to spend time away from their families as they have to stay in training camps and be together for this extended period of time because they're going to be coming in contact with many other players and whatnot. And we do know that we saw in the NBA, a lot of the spread of the coronavirus happened through here with um, Rudy Gobert and other players in the NBA. But is this a good thing that we're finally seeing some sort of sports coming back? You know, ESPN has been airing replays of games. We saw the last dance keeping people entertained for a few weeks there. Russian slapping contest, which I just found out about today. And I think that's kind of funny and an interesting way of keeping sports fans entertained. We saw marble racing, but all sorts of things that ESPN was doing to try to keep and grasp the attention of sports fans. But now we're seeing pro sports, soccer, which is a world sport. We know every time World Cup comes around, it's like the entire world comes together and joins to celebrate all their different countries and all these different teams going to the World Cup. But now we're seeing some sort of organized professional sports coming back to the world. Like, is this worth the hassle, even though they have to go through so many different steps to bring this back? Is it better off without sports, without soccer? Or are you guys happy that we finally have some sort of sports? And this is a huge step in going back to normal. Sports has been much needed for the past, what, 70 days now? Uh Frank, we were talking about it on a Good Morning Amigo that we underestimated the impact of sports on our lives. And for example, like a basketball game, like I'll just make an example, like I don't know, the Clippers and like the Wizards are playing. Oh, you know what? Like I'll just catch the highlights tomorrow. And I'm sure after all this ends and after all sports comes back, we're all going to have a deeper appreciation for all the sports because we've always had this mentality that, oh, we're always going to have sports not knowing that something like this would happen. It's super unexpected for all the sports to just shut down. It's honestly never been seen before. So the fact that we're starting to see sports come back little by little, and we're starting to see the NBA trying to make steps to come back, we're starting to see NCAA, uh, all sports, all collegiate sports, trying to make an effort to come back in the fall when they usually do. We're starting to see the NFL make some adjustments. We're starting to see the NHL trying to come back. We're starting to see a lot of American major sports and sports around the world just trying to come back and set back to normal. So this is huge, not only for the world and its fans, but for the players as well and the teams. I mean, I'm glad the Premier League is coming back because that is something I've missed for just a long time. I mean, yeah, sure, the champion was already decided, which was Liverpool, and I'm glad they get to celebrate it because this is a the first time in a long time they've won the Premier League because, well, it's been since the 90s they've lifted up that trophy. So that's good for their fans to get to see an on-field celebration. 
all that good stuff. But also, if you're not that in tune with soccer, the top four spots of each league get to play in this thing called the Champions League, which is just awesome, and I'm glad that they do it. But it also incentivizes competition between, like, teams that may not even, like, get to hoist up a trophy. They at least get to play for something. So right now in the Premier League, it's really close, and it's going to be very interesting that we're going to see these teams, like, play really hard, and they're going to be competitive throughout this. And I'm just glad we have some sports to watch because, honestly, it's been really boring on Sports Center, on Sports Center specifically. I mean, you heard it from Amanda, Russian slapping competitions, which is entertaining nonetheless, but it's not really the, you know, fulfillment I need in sports right now. So, I mean, I'm glad it's just back. I kind of have to agree. I'm kind of happy that sports are going to be coming back up again. I think that it's something that we all kind of missed. Now, I think that they've waited long enough here, at least. And I think that, you know, how everything is going, I think for right now, it's, it's, it's okay. We kind of we, we kind of get the sports now because I feel like we, all of us, at least here in the youth, have really been waiting for it, really been patiently, you know, waiting and seeing where this all goes. And I think that we all are really excited for it. I personally think that it is around the right time to finally get sports. And I think for the fact being that, Sometimes binge watching certain things, certain movies, you know, going over certain books for me personally, you know, drawing and painting. My hands are kind of cramping at this point. I just want to sit down, relax and watch some sports every now and again. And I'm, I'm pretty happy that this is all coming back up again, personally. I think I have to be the only person here that does not care. If it came back or not, I'm not going to go sit and watch soccer, especially because I do not like that sport. But then again, I don't really like any sport. But on the other hand, I'm kind of happy because all I hear these guys in my house doing is nagging about how much they miss sports. Like, I care. So, like, finally, they can, like, you know, go watch their sports. They're gonna If they didn't like soccer before, they're going to start liking soccer. Whatever they didn't like before, they can start liking it because for how much they complain – any sport that comes on the TV has to be appreciated. So I'm happy it's coming back for them. Yeah. I, I definitely think that this entire pandemic has made everyone realize how much we underappreciate sports and how much we took it for granted. You know, like Anthony said, just a random game on at any given night, you know, it's just like, oh, you know what? I'll catch the highlights tomorrow uh, in the morning before going to school or I'll just check the box score. Like, no big deal. We took advantage of having these sports around. And now that we're 70 days into this quarantine and we've been without sports for all these days, you realize how much sports has an impact on your life. And, you know, I may not be the biggest sports fan, but I do live in a house with two men who are obsessed with sports and that's all they talk about. And without sports, you know, it's been kind of weird. It's sort of like you have a void, you're missing something. So aside from the fact that we're stuck at home, you really don't have much to do other than doing your work, getting some homework done, going to school virtually. You didn't have sports. So that stuff that keeps you entertained in the meanwhile, it was gone. There was no more sports. So I'm definitely looking forward to the fact that there is sports coming back, even if it's soccer, which isn't my biggest it's not my favorite sport, but it's definitely something to look forward to, something to have to watch, even if it's, you know, it may not be, again, something that I'm too fond of, but 
I feel like this is a huge step in going back to this normalcy, normalcy and returning to this normalcy as we may see some other American leagues like the NBA, like the MLB, which never even got to start their season because they were supposed to start, a, I believe, a, like two weeks after we began this entire quarantine and lockdown process. But definitely looking forward to seeing soccer come back and seeing how the NBA and other leagues within the United States and across the globe do something to return to sports and having these games being played, even if it does mean having to sacrifice that in stadium, that in arena experience for a few months, even if it's for an entire season and we have to sacrifice this where fans won't be able to go watch the games in person. It's something that we still have that we can sit on it on our couch and we can watch these games from the comfort of our home. But when we come back here on the youth, we're going to move away from this coronavirus talk and we're going to talk about something else that's been going on in this country the past week. Uh, hashtag justice for George Floyd. Everybody knows what happens. If you haven't already, it's all over the news. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on, some updates in that entire situation and the riots and protests that we're seeing being sparked as a result of this entire situation. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. <laughs> oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. <laughs> so some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 
Sam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. All right, so first of all, I need everybody to turn their radios up because you're tuned in to Slam Radio. You already know, DJ Laz, Pimp with the Limp, Slam Radio. Larry, take it away. Let's ride! last segment we talked about how even though we're living in a global pandemic right now we are seeing some sort of a semblance of pro sports coming back as la liga and the premier league announced provisional restart dates and a return of soccer even if the stadiums are empty so we know sports fans are definitely looking forward to that and having some something to watch now other than just marble racing on espn but moving away from this coronavirus talk and getting into something more serious, well, I mean, it's, I feel like it's equally as serious. We're dealing with a lot of different issues right now in the world. And something that has sparked up this past week, and we've seen a huge outroar from people across the nation, is the entire situation with George Floyd. You know, just last week, if you don't know the story, just a quick recap of everything that's happened. You know, Minneapolis police officer, he his name is Derek Chauvin he kept his knee on George Floyd's neck he was suspected George Floyd was suspected of committing fraud and the police officers asked him to get out of his car and he he cooperated with the police officers in footage you can be seeing where he's cooperating they're putting handcuffs on him then eventually they drag him to another spot and this is where the Minneapolis police officer kept his knee on George Floyd's neck eventually killing him as, um, as he arrived at the hospital moments after they sent him in an amb- ambulance. This officer did keep his knee on George Floyd for seven minutes straight in which the video that you can see, which is pretty difficult for a lot of people to watch, you see George Floyd flee, he's begging for help. He shouts 15 times, I can't breathe. And he's calling out for his mother who has since passed away. But since then, all four police officers have been fired. But many people across the nation, as we're seeing, are demanding that these officers do be charged with murder, including the family of George Floyd. They are demanding that all these police officers do be charged with murder because of what happened and the outcome of this situation. We're also seeing just yesterday, the Hennepin County attorney, Mike Freeman, says that despite the horrific video that we all saw and has been that surfaced as a result of this entire situation, he says that, quote, there is other evidence that does not support a criminal charge against the police officer involved, end quote. And after this statement was released, he did clarify that it is critical to review all this evidence to adequately prepare for trial, and they will go through this entire process in order to serve some sort of justice for George Floyd. But we also, it was brought to the public attention just yesterday that Derek Chauvin, the police officer that kept his knee on Floyd for the extent of seven minutes, he had 18 complaints on his file, and he had only been disciplined twice from all these complaints. So we're seeing all this different information coming out as we're seeing riots break out 
in Minneapolis and now these riots are spreading to other places across the nation but just pretty much this entire situation it all sparked because someone was there and they filmed the entire situation and it became known to everybody in the nation as to what is going on with this entire situation and what happened to George Floyd. Honestly, I feel um, we actually spoke spoke about this last time on the radio, but I feel so sad for, you know, George Floyd himself and his family, like my condolences go to all of them because I feel like, although yes, he, you know, they were still searching him like to see if he had made a crime or not because what was it that he had some substance on him or something like that? Said that they were catching him in the in the act of committing fraud, a forgery, some sort of checks and all that. But they were he was suspected of doing this in the moment, which is why the police officers confronted him in that instance. Which is completely fine because at the end of the day, that is doing their job. But okay, that cop who had his knee on his neck for that amount of time, first of all, it's like what are you doing? If the guy's telling you he can't breathe, you move away. And also it's like those other cops that were there just looking at that. How do you just watch that? That's my question. Like, do you not like feel an urge to like, okay, yo, like, come on, like the guy can't breathe, but no, you're just sitting there watching him like do that. Like, I don't know if these people were cold hearted or something, but who in the right mind, like, it just bothers me a lot. Like I can't even explain it. I do hope this goes to, to, to trial and that they really do seek justice for this because, I mean, seeing this is obviously very upsetting. I talked about this previously, how I think that the video is very hard and very upsetting to watch, you know, through and through. And I think that, you know, I mean, I, I did read recently that there was a study done on how some police officers work and how they, you know, manage. And it was said that 15% of police officers would choose to do the wrong thing every single time other 15% will choose to do the right thing. And then a good healthy chunks around 70% will choose to really cover up anything that they can because they're kind of afraid of either the wrong police officers or the positions other people might have over them. And as we're seeing here, like this is something that's very evident to be on the wrong side of the study. And personally, this kind of, this, this becomes more upsetting because, you know, even though he was kind of um, allegedly, you know, in the wrong of something, there is no reason to hold somebody in that position. If, if they're saying they can't breathe, if they're trying to, you know, breathe, which is something that people need to do, I don't understand the actual reason of trying to show that force. You, you already have a Unnecessary position. force. Exactly. You already have a, have a position and power over him in this situation there's no need for you to try and show it up because you're the officer in this in this situation normally if you see an officer in any situation you already freeze up thinking you're doing something wrong even if you're doing nothing wrong like that's the type of power that people like them have there's no need for them to to apply that type of force when it's not needed definitely and there was four officers there in the situation one guy who has the power obviously them so you already have full control of the dude there's no need to put that amount of pressure on him those four in that situation held and had power over that situation they had command of that situation the fact that nothing was 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 it that nothing was helping in the favor of the poor man who was held on the ground with a knee on his neck 
That's the problem. He couldn't do anything. He was just there. He the tr real travesty here, the real travesty here is that if this was a white person, that police officer probably wouldn't have acted in that way. The fact that he was black and you judged him off of the color of his skin is why he acted in the way he acted, which is just, I mean, it's disheartening. It, it's absurd. It's absurd. People can't continue thinking like this. And I know I ranted a little bit on um on Wednesday, and I'm going to go back to the same point. It's, a, oh, it's almost a 19th century mentality. Like, we don't live like this anymore. We live together. We live united. That's there's a reason why we're called the United States of America. United we, uh, united we stand, divided we fall. And if we, this keeps on continuing, we're gonna get more and more and more divided, and it's gonna get worse and worse and worse. So we need to find a way to become more integrated, become together, not split apart. And I don't understand why some of the not all these cops. Some, some of these cops think that way. They get it that sometimes they're doing stuff wrong. I completely understand that. But just because they're black, it doesn't mean anything. The same way if they're white and they're doing the same, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean... I thought this was a problem, you know, we haven't seen in a long time. We haven't seen it since Eric Gardner, but now it, it's just gotten, it seems worse at this point. And now that, you know, racism is becoming, you know, rampant at this point, not just against blacks, but also against Asians, because there are some ignorant people who believe that just because you're Asian, that you carry the coronavirus, which again, is a completely different topic I don't want to get into here, but like that's I it just shows that during this that racism has just continued. Honestly, the police department all should get fired and they should just start fresh because this same guy that killed George Floyd has a lot of other things he has done wrong. He has killed over basically five people and on I believe that this is not a police officer you want on your team. They have, they just fired him. He hasn't gotten arrested. Like there's just so many things that are just unacceptable because there was another guy. Um, he, he accidentally killed a white woman a while ago and he was sentenced to 12.5 years in prison at that instant. While this guy, he's still at home. He's just fired. And I don't find it fair at all. He needs to be arrested. And if anything, I think he needs to be arrested for life because this isn't the first life he's taken away. And it's, I believe he's not arrested yet because it's the fact like the guy was black or whatever. But at this point, it doesn't like, it's not, it doesn't matter the skin color. Like anyone should get consequences for their wrongdoing, in my opinion. So I don't know, that's just my opinion. And rightfully so, we're all entitled to have our own opinions. And we're seeing a lot of people being angered and outraged by this because there was no reason for Derek Chauvin to put his knee on George Floyd's neck for seven minutes straight. He had him already on the ground. He was already in handcuffs, might I add. He wasn't just laying down on the floor. He was already in handcuffs. So he was indisposed. He couldn't do anything. And the police officer took it upon himself to use even more excessive force and pretty much kill this man while the other three officers stood around and did absolutely nothing about it. 
And while those people were were standing there and recording this, they knew that if they interfered, they would probably end up in a similar situation as George Floyd did, because as we know, police officers in many of these cases do not like to be confronted in situations like this. But I know that if that was me there, I would have tried to do something and intervene to try and save George Floyd's life. You know, we saw Denzel Washington, which we'll get to that a little bit later here on The Youth. He interfered in between the situation with a man and cops, and he was able to ensure that there was no violence and nothing outbroke too quickly, like we saw in the entire George Floyd situation. But many people are feeling the same sentiments right now, and they're extremely enraged by the situation that unfolded that day with George Floyd and the four police officers from Minneapolis. And it has sparked riots and protests all over Minneapolis. We've seen the hecticness and the chaos that has unfolded there. We've seen fires, we've seen stores getting looted. We've seen all sorts of crazy things happening in Minneapolis. And some of these riots have spread, not just in Minneapolis, to places like New York, where we know is already experiencing a difficult time right now with the coronavirus pandemic. and they're, extreme numbers in cases, Denver, Colorado as well, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, we're seeing demonstrations being held in these places and it's continuing to happen. We're seeing a continual spread of riots and protests because of this entire situation because no one is happy as to what happened that day and everybody wants something to get done as soon as possible. So again, in Minneapolis, we're seeing stores being looted, fireworks, fires being set. Louisville just yesterday had seven people shot at a protest. Supposedly, the gunfire did come from the crowds, which, again, just violence in these riots as being, it's its its happening. It's, it's real life. And in New York City, we're seeing dozens of protesters being arrested by the NYPD in Union Square in city, and at City Hall. And, you know, just this morning, we saw CNN reporter Omar Jimenez. Him and his crew were reporting live early this morning from the riots at Minneapolis, which have been going into the night and into the early mornings all day long, nonstop. These people are, are protesting in Minneapolis. He was arrested live on TV while reporting this situation and um, the lack of charges against the officers involved in the death of George Floyd. But since then, he has been released. He's back to reporting. He's okay. But we're just seeing all this chaos and all this hecticness unfold before us. Be due to this entire situation with George Floyd. But when we come back here on the youth for our final segment of today's show, we'll get a little bit more into these riots and these protests that we're seeing and how we're seeing celebrities use their platforms and use their positions. We've seen them do a lot of great things for the coronavirus pandemic, but now we're seeing a lot of celebrities use their platforms to speak out about this situation. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. 
You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out, talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys, it's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio Series XM channel 145 for our final segment of today's show. Today, I have been joined by Anthony, Alba, Alicia, Mario, and Nicole, and Aside from talking about the coronavirus pandemic, which we've done so the entire time that we've been in this quarantine and keeping up to date with what's been going on, the reopening, what's not reopening, and all the different steps and measures being taken. But we've also touched upon a subject today that is affecting our country at this very moment. Everybody knows about the George Floyd situation. And we talked about that entire story and how now we're seeing riots and protests spreading, not just in Minneapolis, as we've seen very hectic, very chaotic situations, very hostile situation right now. We're seeing other places like New York, Denver, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville. We're also seeing locally here in Coral Gables. They're planning a protest for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's being organized and they're urging demonstrators to not bring violence, to not bring 
weapons to this entire situation, urged to wear masks and to peacefully gather for Floyd. But we're seeing all these different riots and protests being organized right now. And of course, there's two sides to every argument. People are saying that the violence is not helping out the situation. It's not getting the message across and that pretty much people are burning down these these cities and these communities in vain and you know it's it's not working out then there's people saying on the other side that these riots and protests are what we need to get the attention of people in power to make a change you know we saw the supreme court they finally took it upon themselves to make this their top priority the fbi opened up an investigation already and we're seeing you know some sort of steps being taken to begin the investigation on these police officers who were there and took the life of george floyd but Pretty much, again, there's both. There's two sides to this entire situation, especially when it comes to the riots mm-hmm. and protests. We've seen the pictures, we've seen the videos, and they just continue to come out. And social media is being, our feeds are being just pretty much filled with all these different videos and pictures and images from these situations. We saw, again, the CNN reporter, Omar Jimenez and his crew, they were arrested today while live reporting from the riots in Minneapolis. They've been released since then, and they're back to reporting. But again, just this hecticness and this chaotic nature that's being brought upon these riots and protests in in Minneapolis and across the nation. I mean, but on like one side, you know, there is a narrative that this um, media is trying to portray. They're exclusively showing, you know, black looting, which it is happening, black people looting, and it's bad. But they're also leaving out one, like, very important detail, and that's white people are looting in equal numbers as well. And that just, like, grinds my gears, because, like, you're trying to portray a narrative and paint them as the villains now, and how it's just, you know, an out-proportion situation, when in reality that's not even the case. Like there was this famous photo of, oh, a target going up in flames. Well, in that photo, 50, it was basically 50-50 white people and black people looting. So people are trying to make this, you know, a more racist affair than it already was. And that's, it just is terrible. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah, something also, something that is like non-violent. I've seen a lot of people trying to like showing support on Instagram. I scrolled through all my stories and it's full of um, George Floyd and, you know, post about him. So I feel like that's a really nice gesture and nice contribution that many people are, you know, going out their way to, you know, basically show their condolences. And I've also seen it on TikTok because, you know, TikTok kind of has taken over the world lately. But I saw that a lot of the famous, um, like the most known um, TikTokers, have um the black arm as their profile picture so i thought that that was really cute but yeah i also did see the target um looting and honestly i feel like people should just stay away from violence just you know yeah show your condolences to him but i don't feel like that's a good way to like try to like you know take care of the situation um i think we should all you know do it peacefully like they say so i completely agree with alba and mario that the riots aren't acceptable and it shouldn't be happening. I'm not defending the riots, but this is just a result of what happens. And in my opinion, all these riots could have been easily avoided if they would have just charged the cops with murder before, and I don't think any of the riots would have happened. Because I think the problem would have been solved from there. It would have been outrage. It would have been national outrage still. But 
I feel like it would be a little bit different than what we're seeing today. And with the riots, I don't think the riots are acceptable at all because you you don't fight violence with more violence. It's not you're not trying to one up them. You're trying to make your point. And we've seen this multiple times in history. One of the most iconic moments in history, and one of the first things you learn in history, period, is the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King. His whole ideal was to peaceful in making a point. There was no guns. There was no fires. Granted, there was issues. People were being violent. But him himself, his whole basis was being peaceful. So in my opinion, I feel like that's what these Minneapolis citizens have to do. They have to be peaceful and make their point that way instead of being violent. Although I agree with you and like violence is never the answer and stuff like that. I feel like this was just a long time coming. Like they're not listening to the black people either way. So they just started going crazy. And it's because like we see a lot of our people go down. We just want, we want to, we want them to feel what they're going, like what we're going through, in my opinion. And as for like the people posting like public figures and stuff, I think those that do not post, it's like, it doesn't look good on your part. I'm going to agree with that. Because if you have a platform and like you are you aren't dedicated to like a single social media post to spread awareness for the black lives, that you are part of the problem. Like it doesn't matter if you don't want to get political, if you're not racist and stuff like that. I don't think that actually matters. I think that if you have the platform for it, you should just post it so you, everyone else around you and your fans can be aware of it too. Because this isn't really a political issue. This is more of a human rights issue in my opinion. I mean, I completely agree. I think that it does, it is more of a human rights issue. And I mean, I think that this is all a result of people completely forgetting about everything else that's, that's happened because there, there has been other out, outrages with other people who have been treated it inhumane in, in, in the same regard. And this all is just a, the huge result of that. And personally, I think that the riots don't need to be as violent, but Amanda, do you hear that? Yes, I do. And that means we have near the end of our show and our last show for this week. So thank you guys for another marvelous show here on the youth. We definitely, I, I enjoyed the fact that we got to discuss this and we got to see everybody's different perspective because at the end of the day, we all have our own opinions and our own beliefs on different situations, but definitely we will continue to talk about this as the situation unfolds. We see the riots continue to happen and what will happen in the now the trial and the investigations going on on these police officers and the entire situation for George Floyd. But I want to thank you guys for being on here today on the youth. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today as well. And of course, thank our doctors, our nurses and our healthcare workers, which we've done every show. Thank you for fighting COVID-19 on the front lines, because aside from dealing with this entire George Floyd situation, we have been in a lockdown situation due to the global pandemic right now. But thank you everybody for tuning in to the youth. Sam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Justice for George Floyd.